begins with this gate drop. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Power to the Ground podcast. I am Steve, and back once again after a long break, Mr. Jesse, how you doing? I am doing good, Steve. Yep, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed the payback from last week after you left me lonesome the week before. It is definitely harder than I thought. I was like, no, he'll be fine. And then I had to do it myself, and you know, <laughs> you yeah. know how that goes. Steve oh. was giving me a hard time, and then uh, he got a taste of his own medicine. It was a good deal. It was a good deal. So we are back in the same room once again, talking some motocross, and uh, we got a pretty good show lined up today. Uh, a little bit different than what we would normally talk about, though it is still obviously related to all of our MX stuff. So we're going to get to all of that. We're going to talk about some upcoming events, but first let's get to some plugs. Thank you for tuning into the Power to the Ground podcast. Check us out on Instagram where we share race highlights and we record this podcast on Instagram Live every Sunday morning. Also, Visit our website, www.power2theground.com, where you can check out some merch, and don't forget to sign up for our email list for giveaways, news, and to get notified every time we upload a new podcast. All right, so first, we all know Motocross Nations is going to be coming up here you know, fairly shortly. We are going to get to some coverage of that, um, but we're going to start doing that next week because, um, we, like I said, we got something a little different coming up today. Um, and then there were some other events that we just kind of wanted to throw out there. Maybe something we could talk about. Jesse, what do we got? Yeah. So over the next uh, two months, we've got a, quite a few things going on. Obviously, we have Motocross of Nations on September 29th. Um, that is the very next thing that we're going to be looking forward to as far as an event. After that, we've got Red Bull Straight Rhythm, which I'm really excited about because there's some uh, <clears throat> big names popping out on there. One of them being travis pastrana so if you're looking to see travis pastrana on two wheels again that is the place to see it Um, how old is he now he's 40 is somewhere 40-ish watching him since we were kids kids. yeah Yeah. i remember seeing him do the first backflip yeah it was crazy um then a couple of weeks after that we have obviously the monster energy cup in vegas for supercross and that is on october 19th and we will be getting to all of those um, as we get a little bit closer to them. Awesome. And, you know, I'm definitely excited about some of these events. I, I didn't know about Travis Estrana on the straight rhythm, so now I'm excited about that. Obviously, Motocross Nation is just a, a great event, so it's going to be fun talking about that moving forward. But today, we're going to be talking some video games. Absolutely. Now, for context, you know, this is something that we don't necessarily have to talk about with each other, but you are not a really avid gamer. I am not. So... Um, At least I haven't been in years. Yeah, you know, we obviously we spent a lot of time playing Madden and uh, you know the God of War game, all those games. But you know, the past <clears throat> several years, you're not a huge gamer. I am. I spend probably eighty-five to ninety percent of my spare time yeah. playing video games of or games of some sort, and that includes motocross games. Um, I've had several. I did not get MXGP Pro, <clears throat> and I very likely will not get MXGP 2019 based on what I've read about it. But that's kind of going to be the focus today because video games are a huge part of a sport, and uh, they can have a really drastic effect on the popularity of the sport when done right. Yes, absolutely. Um, and this is these. I've I've really never heard anybody really talk about this in depth, but the importance of a game like Madden for the NFL is so, so under uh, underrated. 
The NFL was one way, then Madden, then the NFL became what it is today. Which is a juggernaut. It's, a, it's juggernaut. a huge, huge juggernaut. And and the reason we're bringing this up is because we feel like this sport is really missing out on something that could be provided if the sport just invested in producing a quality game. And the biggest things that the Madden game did for the NFL is I used to play Madden like crazy when I was a, when I was a kid. And the first thing it does is it's a game. So first of all, it gets the youth invested in in the game itself. So when you have a good game, the more the youth plays it, the more they actually get invested in that in that sport. But along with that, the immersion of that game, there is something called the franchise mode. For those of you who haven't played Madden, there was some something called the franchise mode in Madden. And because of this franchise mode in Madden, when I was like 12, 13 years old, I could tell you who the second string right tackle was for the Cleveland Browns at any given point. And I could tell you what his weaknesses were, what his strengths were, why he probably won't make it to first string, and uh, I could tell you what his salary was. It, there's an incredible amount of information that immerses this youth in the sport, and it's something that would be so simple to implement into a Supercross or Motocross game or ideally a Supercross slash Motocross game. Well, so there's two things that you said there that um, <clears throat> caught my attention. One, the immersion of the franchise mode, um, especially like you're building this team sometimes from scratch if you did like a fantasy draft or, or whatever it was. Um but you're focusing on continuous improvement over I mean, this would take hours. You wouldn't even play all the games, right? You simulate through the regular season. You'd play through the playoffs. Um, but you were so you were more invested in the off season, and you played more time in the off season than you did during the regular season. You know, and I think that just got you, like you said, into um, what players were going to be available, contract negotiations, like it just all sorts of things that you would never think kids would be into. They got into in the context of that sport. So there's that aspect of it. Um, and then I don't remember what the other one I was going to say is, but <laughs> <laughs> Steve's having some difficulty this morning, Ooh. just so you guys know, um, I'll be okay. I will be okay. So, well, I mean, just talking about that, right. The immersion in the franchise mode um, and the career mode really for me. So I know, you know, for you and for a lot of people, it was the franchise mode for me. It's always been career mode where our superstar mode, whatever you want to call it. Um, where you take your player through draft and getting signed and training camps and earning a spot and you only played your player and you felt like a pro. Now, there are career modes in these games and these Supercross Motocross games. Um, remember what it was, by the way. Um, Good. But they are so shallow and, let's say, boring. They, they become this kind of grind where you're just racing, which is fine. That's what the game's about is racing, but you can do that in any other mode. You know, you want career mode to be about building your career. Um, and then the other thing was that <clears throat> so far there is a Supercross the game made by Milestone. There is a MXGP official game made by Milestone. And then there are the MX versus ATV games out there. There isn't a really good solid game that combines these two sports because they should be combined. They're, it's It's a full year. These riders ride, most of them ride both of these seasons. And when I'm going through a career mode, 
you know, maybe I start off in, in 250s in the outdoors or whatever, and then I go into the Supercross season. It's a completely different set of tracks and different training. And I don't know, I think it'd be a little bit more immersive because that's the key word is immersion. Yeah, I mean, and it, honestly, that is the realistic nature of this sport. You know, if you're going to be a professional dirt bike rider at this point in America, uh, highlight that in America, um, you, the reality of it is you are racing in two separate sports, basically. Um, it's not just outdoors, and it's not just supercross. It's both of them, and they factor them both into their entire into their entire year. And they they they're given there. It's no coincidence that motocross starts two weeks after supercross ends. Those two leagues coordinate it because they want all of those riders to compete in both of them um now that's something that we can get into as far as the organizations themselves that we can get into and how they should probably just be the same league or but there are a lot of things that there's a lot i am and the ama do not very well mainly the ama mainly the ama um but you're right you know that's something we can definitely get into combining would be a big thing but even so the newest game MXGP 2019. So it has now become officially a yearly yearly release like Madden and FIFA, which is another one that, you know, we should mention that has done great things for the sport, at least in America. I know soccer has always been huge worldwide, but Americans don't like soccer. Right. It's just, it's just flat. They, they'd rather watch football. Right. But FIFA and its popularity and its immersion and its it, all of its different modes and, and has grown the sport of soccer in the United States. So it's just, it's just another example. But MXGP... GP 2019. Um, I haven't played it. I have been reading reviews, and a lot of them really aren't that great. It's kind of, uh, and at this point, <laughs> it not being that great is pretty predictable because these games aren't great year in year out. They're just not great. They're okay. Like if you want, if if you just have an itch that you need to scratch about riding a dirt bike. <laughs> Steve's got some itches going on right now. <laughs> he'll probably he'll probably want to clarify that in a little bit, but I'm gonna let it linger. All right, we're gonna let that hang. You're right though. No, it, it does scratch an itch, and that's what it, that's what these games have have traditionally done for me since they really started make the milestone games started making them. I mean, they just these people haven't been able to figure out which direction they've wanted to go. They've started to go a little bit more realistic, but I remember there was one game a few years ago where it looked real. The racing felt fairly simulating simulation-esque as far as the riding went but your rider got three energy drink boosts during the race that gave you like a speed boost and i'm like this what right are you kidding me this is not like if you want to make an arcade racy arcade game go make a racy arcade game if you want to make a realistic game that immerses people in this sport and helps to grow the sport maybe don't do energy drink boosts maybe have a real you know career mode they put track editor in this and and that is like that was supposed to be the big thing like oh look you can make your own track something that you know mx games have been doing since like i was a kid they finally put it back in there and expect people to be like all excited about it and yeah. we're not right we're not yeah it's maybe if you're bored you make your own track and test it out but how does that immerse you in the sport uh it doesn't so um, I have also not played this game. However, I've been I've been watching uh, just because I 
I'm not a huge gamer, but I am so invested in the fact that this sport needs a game. And I'll be honest, if this sport makes a game worth playing, like a Madden-esque game, I'm buying that game and I'm going to play it until my fingers fall off. So yes, I'm very invested in this sport and I really, really want to see this sport grow. And for some reason, and conspiracy theories all out there, I don't know why it seems like the AMA does absolutely everything in their power to keep this sport from growing. But I really, really want them to see, I really want to see them make a game that is worth playing. Um, and let me give you some some of the reviews that, I, that I've seen just from, from watching some of this gameplay going on. All right, so if you want pretty graphics, if, if that's all you care about in a game, MXGP 2019 might be might be uh, your thing. There's beautiful, beautiful graphics in it. Um, it has decent physics and decent gameplay. Although, I, not, not to cut you off, but I did hear that the physics kind of took a little bit of a step backwards in this one. So they, the physics, as far as the lower level difficulties, did take a step back. Um, and even in the higher level difficulties... The main complaints that they have with the physics is that you can't keep your rear wheel underneath you. And to the point where when you're taking turns, they almost look like they're on ice skates. Right. Well, the other and and the ruts, I guess, in this They don't one, even interact with them. No, they're all visual. Yeah. They're just visual ruts. Right. And that's You can't take ridiculous. a rut. Yeah, it's it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. They're just they're purely visual. They do not interact with the bike with the bike as far as, far as the physics go at all. Um, but as far as, I guess, using your rider and moving around on the bike and being able to put the bike where you want and being able to shift and, and accelerate and decelerate, I guess all of those things have improved over MXGP Pro. Um, so there is decent gameplay involved here. So again, if all you really want is to, to scratch that itch as far as, you know, I need to race, this game will do that for you if that's all you're looking for. Um... There was also noted um, very, very improved AI. And I've watched a couple of playthroughs with these guys who were playing MXGP Pro um, very, very competitively. And their complaint with MXGP Pro was the AI was allowing them to win basically every race lapping, into, lapping second place riders. Like they're winning every race by two plus minutes. And yeah, I could see that getting really bored really quick. Um, but I guess in MXGP 2019, they made improvements to that AI to the point where those same riders who were winning those races by two minutes plus on every race are actually having difficulty even cracking the top 10 on their Jeez. races. So all of those things taken into account, it looks like overall... Yes, they've taken some step back with the with the physics. Um, you can still ride into other riders and still stay on the bike. That's not realistic at all. If you crash into another rider, you're going down. Well, I, I have to admit, before I got used to some of the physics, I was uh, MXGP three. I think was the last one I bought. So the, the two games ago, um, I, I would if I was back in the pack, I would just use the other riders as my berm or as my ruts. Like I would. <laughs> It just it was so much easier to pass them that way, and then you just you don't have to slow down. You just right ride into them, let them help you make the turn, and then you're on the gas and you're going. Right. You know, before I got used to the game, so 
<clears throat> yeah, no, that definitely needs to be changed. But there has to be a line there. So there, here's here's the challenge, right? And and this is where I do give Milestone some credit, um, and and some of these other game developers. I played um, MotoGP, which is Milestone's um, street racing, track racing game. They so they also do regular MotoGP with like. Um, Mark Marquez and all those, you know, the big famous uh, MotoGP riders. And they nailed the realism on those bikes. Like when I talk about like nailed it to the point where I was on one, uh, was it easy or very easy setting and still couldn't even like keep up with the riders because of how realistic this game was. And it was frustrating because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not actually a MotoGP rider. I don't want to have to be a MotoGP rider to compete in this video game. There's a line you have to walk between realism and accessibility. And if you make it too realistic, where if you nudge another rider and your fucking, your, your back tire slips out from underneath you, or, you know, you just miss a jump like by like a hair, which you're going to do because you're not a professional rider and suddenly you're flipping over. If you start doing that, then people are going to get frustrated because of the other reason. And that is this is not fun to play because I have to spend 35, 40 hours a week just getting good at this game. And which was the case with the MotoGP games. I, I, I played an entire season on easy, like the easiest mode. I finally kind of started to figure it out and get better at the game, which is the point. But by the end of the week, I'm like, <clears throat> I spent too much time just getting good at this game. I didn't get to enjoy this game. So there has to be a balance there. And if you make it too realistic, I think you lose some of that balance. So make it the things that like games like Madden do. They do, it looks and it feels realistic. But if you start going below the surface a little bit and you actually start paying attention, you go, that would never happen. There's no way that's real. But they do such a good job of masking the things that they took. I don't want to say shortcuts, but they didn't care as much about realism in certain aspects of their games. You're okay with it because the feel, the experience feels real. Right. And that's what I think, you know, MotoGP MotoGP didn't do that um, the MXGP games games have for the most part done fairly well. That's one of the few things gameplay wise is they made it feel real enough where you had to actually pay attention to what you were doing and hit the proper rhythms, you know, when you do when the difference between hitting a rhythm the right way and hitting a rhythm the wrong way is pretty big in those games and right. that's fairly realistic. But it's not so realistic that just tapping the gas at the wrong time washes you out and you're down. Because right. you're not a professional rider. Right. Yeah, but you know what? There. So the difference between those two sports, though, I would have to imagine from a game production uh, standpoint that MotoGP and MXGP are two completely. They're so much different. There's so many more dynamics going on in MXGP than there is in MotoGP, which is flat track. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot more physics that you have to take into account, but th- like. Here, two things. Two things that I that I want from from MXGP as far as gameplay goes. Um, I want you to be actually be able to interact with the track that is underneath you, and I want it to be realistic enough so that you can't T-bone another rider and use that to turn the corner and use that to turn a corner. <laughs> Yeah, that's like... Well, at least on higher difficulties. At least on higher difficulties. You know, because you you are going to get those kids that they don't know any better and that's what they want to do. You want them to still have a good time too. So sure, and I definitely agree. Maybe that's kind of the answer. That's why we have difficulty settings is 
if you want that 100% realistic, I want to feel like a professional writer and have to spend 40 hours a week to get good at it, then put it on realistic or the highest difficulty setting and go and go to town. Someone like me, I'm a little bit more casual. I want to be right in the middle. I want it to be difficult enough to give me a challenge, but easy enough to pick up and play a couple of times. So uh, a couple of times a week and still in, enjoy myself. So um, there's a couple other things we, that we're going to get to about this and some ideas that we have for these games. But we're going to take a quick break first. And uh, when we come back, we'll start throwing out some of those ideas. All right. And we're back. So we've talked about all the things we didn't like about these games, some of the things we did. And if, I know it feels like we're completely batching these games. And I just I don't think it's because they're bad games. They're not bad games they're not great games either though they're they're good for like you said scratching the itch picking up every once in a while and and going they're just not what we want from a game that is going to accomplish what a game should for a sport end of story and that's and that's what we're going to get to so we have some ideas right so uh you know milestone or any ama any of these ea ea EA. EA. Uh, i don't know man listen as a as a gamer EA, I don't know if I can fully back that because of EA's business practices, but they make damn good they sports make games. They great sports games. You can't <laughs> take really it away do. from them. I mean, they have been copying and pasting the past few years, but, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> How can we make these games better, more immersive, more accessible, and more engaging for especially younger but in general audiences? And I think the first way is something we started to hit on a little bit is is uh, career mode. Um, these games have a career mode. The career mode consists of race. You have a really like shallow uh, like Twitter feed, social media feed, where you know some generic copy and pasted. Hey, you know at Stephen Merrill, I hope you're you know you do good. You're the racer to watch this week, and each week it's something different where somebody roots for you. A rival mentions your name, so he's your rival for that race, and then your agent says or your team manager says you have to finish at least this position for team goals. And that's it. Right. That is it. I mean there there are some like you know opportunities to switch your sponsors, but there's no like you just go and pick from a list of new sponsors and that's it. The whole game is based around gaining social media followers. That like that is your your um that's your gauge yeah, that's your for success for is social media followers. And I think that's, that's a fine little side thing for maybe some kind of bonuses or, or other things. But that is not like, do you really think Eli Tomac races to get social media followers? No, I do not. However, I do think that some of them do. No, and sure. <laughs> and that's the case. And I'm not saying to eliminate that completely from the, from, the, uh, from the game. But you need more to a career mode than that. Absolutely. And it, even something as simple as just the... Uh, the rider editor. You know, I was watching another one of the playthroughs, and I was hoping that they got something as simple as the the rider editor right in MXGP. And you know, the, really, the only customization that you get is who is your sponsor, and you get to pick from one of twelve different faces. Yeah, the preset faces. That's it's really terrible. it, and it's ridiculous. So some of these other video games where you're you're creating your own your own fighter or your own player or you know whatever they are like you can upload a picture of your face and it will create a face like your face and plaster it onto your player or even just some of the face editors from I mean so many RPG games out there it's almost standard now right. to have something like make the nose bigger make the nose smaller make the, and if you don't want to spend that much time doing it you skip through it but you can if you want to that's part of immersion though you want to be able to put it's that's that is part of the allure of 
video games is RPGs especially right is taking yourself a part of yourself and putting it into this game and they flat out they're I, I, it's just laziness is really what it is they're not allowing the, the the people who play this game to do that with it and that's why they're not they're not successful games I, I so uh ufc is actually another good example right it's so the, the one U- that i'm thinking of yeah with the, the upload the face um but it, it's not the new ea ufc games um it was back when thq did them it was um fight night not fight no. um unleashed i think or something like that yeah, was, yeah i think some, it was some of those games uh yeah ufc unleashed right i loved their career mode there wasn't as much to it as like some of the madden games but their career mode was so much fun because they actually like they made you feel like you were a professional fighter the way they they talked about you like when they they had your fighter coming down to the ring and the little thing would pop up at the bottom with your name but it would like actually take like oh this guy wins most of his fights by ground and pound so his ground game must be good and he must be a good striker so it'll they'll actually say man if this if this guy gets you on the ground it's probably all over he's great on the ground i'm like wow they're right that's how i've been winning fights oh my god right that is such a small detail hearing joe rogan talk about my fighter accurately was so immersive it was crazy right so things like that um the, the like you said the character editor in general is just terrible in these games um and styles yeah. I think is a big one. We've talked about styles, you know. Uh I think that Marvin Muskan and Eli Tomac have a vastly different riding styles. Absolutely. And I think that plays a big part in which tracks they do better or worse on and I think it plays a big part in what happens when they come together. How hard is it to and I mean you don't have to get each rider's style exactly. Come up with some grand, you know, aggressive um, technical, somewhere in between. I'd be happy with that to right. start. Yeah, I and mean, it's it's something that the the great thing about all of these ideas that Steve and I are coming up with here, that it's not like they're they're just creating. They they would just be creating these from scratch. There are dozens and dozens of games that they could emulate all of these things after, and like even to the the to the styles. If you've ever played Madden, and you've ever played with Tom Brady. As your quarterback, you know that Tom Brady being your quarterback versus someone like uh, Michael Vick being your quarterback, you're going to play two completely different games based off of who is your quarterback. Thanks, Harleys. So um, these styles, they're... They're almost essential because, you know, if you go into the UFC games, which are probably really, really difficult games to make, there's probably a lot of stuff and there's a lot of things to take into account when you're making those games with different styles and everything like that. So it's not impossible, but your your fight on these UFC games is going to be completely different depending on who your fighter is, whereas in these racing games... Pick whatever matter. rider you want. You're going to race the same race. Maybe even have a system where if you're a technical rider, you do better on more technical. Or like, you know, you get a speed bonus in the corners or a balance bonus in the corners. Right. Maybe you get um, um, some kind of bonus for hitting a rhythm a certain way. Not not like a, a, a on-screen bonus, but like, you know, a, a tiny bit of a speed boost 
behind the scenes that you don't really know about, you know, something that makes you feel like I hit that rhythm right because right. I'm a technical writer, so I'm going to do better. Whereas if you're an aggressive writer, maybe you just get an overall top speed bonus. Right. It's something like that. You know, little things that, that make you feel like there's a it's difference. A, it's a little different. You know, Cianci Rulo could get a speed bonus every time he goes off the track. <laughs> But maybe, no, maybe that, like, maybe there's another category of just, like, balls to the wall. The James Stewart's of the world where, like, you have a ridiculous top speed, but you're tougher to control. Right. Maybe. Or maybe that just makes you more injury prone, right? Right. Something like that. You turn Um, into Barsha. You turn into into (laughs) Justin Barsha. You know, there's so many ways they can go, and I feel like that allows you to make, who would I be? Like, I feel like you would probably ride someone more like Barsha. Or Anderson or something like that. Or Anderson, and I would probably ride somewhere more like Tomac, where I just just, just want speed. Right. You know? Um, I want to be able to create that in the game. Uh, The other thing is how you progress in your career. Um, Right now, it's just this real shallow, based on almost nothing other than, you know, some social media followers who is interested in you as a sponsor. Make that a little bit more intriguing. Make moving from, you know, an amateur, maybe even have like an end of an amateur season, maybe have a Loretta Lynn type race where that's where you start, like the combine and the NFL games. And then that's how you gain your interest in your first sponsorship team. You go through a couple of 250 seasons. You gain, you know, not just the team sponsors, but sponsor other. The better you do, the more other sponsors come in as like your side sponsors and things like that. Like just more depth than yeah. what they have now. Maybe, maybe you get a sponsor from doing from a performance, you get a sponsor for a certain bike part. Yeah, you know, like, an, like a Yoshimura exhaust, right? And then because you got that sponsor, you don't have to pay for that exhaust in the in-game currency that you probably don't have a lot of in your first 250 season, right? So you get it because you're uh, you're sponsored by them, so it gives you a, your bike a, a performance improvement, things like that. Now suddenly you're thinking, well. This sponsor is going to pay me more, but this sponsor is going to give me this part for my bike. So now there's suddenly a back and forth here and choices, meaningful choices to improve your rider, improve your rider's bike. Maybe you don't get factory support until like way later in your career. So you have to actually piece together a decent enough team in your career to give you the performance that you need. Because we've, we've talked about in IRL, real life. The riders who don't have factory support, no matter how talented they are, are at a severe disadvantage in these races. Right. And maybe that's part of the challenge of your career mode is building, building that, bike. that bike and a team around you through sponsorships and, and performance improvements that maybe you're just – the AI is so good and you're not good enough to crack the top 10 in your first race in your rookie season, which is probably fairly realistic. And you have to work your way up to that point. Right. Um, there is none of that right now. None. It's, it's incredibly shallow. So – Let's let's play devil's advocate here, and let's just assume that these games aren't just made this way, just based off of pure laziness. Let's let's say that it has something to do with maybe the dollar amount that it would take to create a, a, a game like we're very explaining. possible. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I'm a marketing guy. So the second Steve started talking about individual parts for bikes, I can't tell you. How easy it would be for a game developer to say, you know what, we are going to make it so that you can customize your bike and we want you to sponsor this game. If you sponsor this game, we will enter your part into this game that they can use to upgrade their bike. Yoshimura, 
Will you allow us to use your name in our game? In return, you help us raise funds for this game. If you do that, we will put your exhaust in as an upgrade on their bikes in the game. WP, if you sponsor this game, we will put your suspension as an upgrade to the bikes in this game. And we'll make sure if they're if the players are using your part, they get a bigger performance boost than if they're using your rival's parts. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly. It's It would be so, so easy if somebody just rubbed a couple of brain cells together to put this game together. It would be so easy to put it together. And I think, uh, EA, if you're interested, Steve it, and I will consult on this project. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will definitely lead game design on this. I have actually some experience in game design and development and coding. So, uh, <clears throat> EA, I'm, I'm definitely open for a job if, if you're hiring. Uh, you want me to lead this thing? Absolutely. Give me all. Uh, at Power to the Ground. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would take that gig in a heart. Making a motocross game? Are you oh, kidding me? I'd, I'd take that gig in a heart. Oh, I'd lead marketing for it too. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, um, and then the other the other suggestion I think would be a pretty pretty big one um, is some kind of franchise like mode in these games. Can you imagine? So you go into we'll call it a team builder mode or whatever you want to call it, some kind of generic thing where you now pick a company, right? Say you can pick, you start from scratch like fantasy draft in Madden, yeah. right? Pick a uh, uh, pick. Say I picked. Rockstar Suzuki or Rock Rockstar Husqvarna. Husqvarna. I'm going to go with Husqvarna because that's my favorite brand right now. Yep. And we'll go with Rockstar because I'm a goddamn Rockstar. And that's it. I start, but I have no team. I have no riders. And I have to recruit and sign riders and probably start off signing not huge name riders. I'm not signing Eli Tomac off the rip. Um, but not only do you have to, to recruit and sign riders that as their their performance brings in money for you the better they perform the more money your team gets but you have to f- hire mechanics and recruit mechanics around them you have to hire and recruit team managers and trainers you know like alden baker you know like just make it so you can hire alden baker once right. you you know earn enough money and then alden baker obviously gives your riders and you don't even have to race and maybe you can control the riders and race them like in madden where you actually play, you can play in the game. So for the most part, sit back and take a team manager role. And your goal is to make your riders and your team win as many championships as possible. I, I would play the crap out of that mode right now for hours, hours on end. Hours. Hours on end. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, so uh, there was an idea that they were trying to implement in Madden um, a few years ago that I think, and I'm not sure if it's still there because honestly, I haven't played Madden in years. But they were trying to make an online franchise mode where you could have multiple players playing in a franchise. Could you imagine an online build a team mode where you you're 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 the Rockstar Husqvarna team and I'm the Monster Energy Kawasaki team and we're just building our teams to compete against each other. I, I mean, I, that'd be so much fun. I need to change and my pants right ul- now. Ultimate, like just the thinking ulti- about it. Like the ultimate teams in the EA sports games, right? Now, they're a little bit more loot boxy where you have to unlock the cards and the players, but then you can put them on your Madden ultimate team and then you play against other players. I'm not saying exactly like that, but you're right. Something along the lines of like you build your team, you're competing with other people's teams for riders, right? So, yeah, all of it. All of it. There's there's so so much. There's so much potential that nobody is taking advantage of and the impact that any of these doesn't even have to be all of the ideas any of these ideas the impact that these ideas could have in this video game on the sport are so vast so, so that's where we're, that's definitely where we're going next you know if 
what there's a reason we're talking about this. You are not a gamer, as we've talked about, and I am, but I play all sorts of games. I play RPGs. We're talking about this because we love motocross as a sport. We want to see the sport grow and continue to grow and become a juggernaut along the lines of World Cup soccer and the NFL in the United States. Like We want to see this sport be huge and more popular than it already is. And we know that this is one way to do it. What happens? Let's go. Let's talk about this before we wrap up. What happens to this sport if they implement some of these things and make these games actually like accessible and popular? And suddenly we grab the youth of this country are now obsessed with motocross like they were with the NFL when we were kids. What happens to this sport? It grows incredibly, and that's that's the key behind any sport. And you're seeing the impact of what the opposite is on the MLB right now. When you engage the youth in a sport, the sport grows. When you stop engaging the youth, aka in in this in this uh, case, I'm talking about the MLB. When you stop engaging the youth, your sport declines. And that's what we're seeing with the MLB, which for a century has been an absolute juggernaut as far as just a pass. I mean, it's called America's pastime for a reason. Like everybody watched baseball for a very, very long time. It is not the case anymore. It's it might be the third, if not fourth, most popular sport in the country now right. behind obviously the NBA, the NFL, and maybe even hockey at this point. It's yeah. getting to that point. And it's because they stopped they stopped investing in the engagement of the youth i don't know if that had to do with ego or if they were just like you know what there's really you know we we own this there's really not much that we have to do about it but they stopped doing that and you can see it there was a massive decline over the past few years in the popularity of the sport and actually not even the past few years probably the past two decades there's been a massive decline in the sport and if you do the opposite of that, if you capture the and engage and immerse the youth in your sport, you can see it in the NFL, what they did with Madden. Madden was, I, I maintain it to this day, Madden was the biggest, biggest part of the growth of the NFL in the 90s going into the 2000s. It was the single biggest part of that growth. And I think, you know, there's other examples, the UFC. Um, the UFC has been a growing sport for years now, um, but think about where it was when you and I were in California watching it yeah. to where it is now, and that's because the games have gotten continuously better, and so more people are becoming engaged in those games. I think there's other reasons. UFC's done a better job of marketing themselves, and yeah. and their and their, and their, so there's a lot that goes into it, but the video games have had a huge impact on that, and I think that you need that. You absolutely 100% need that, and now we're talking about we live in an age where Twitch is a thing and streaming and making videos and you, you said yourself you watch some of these competitive players play yeah. on youtube because you were curious about it that's free marketing and that is free marketing twitch is free marketing and can you imagine a really popular streamer who happens to be a big motocross fan or you know something along those lines that decides hey i'm going to start a career in mxgp or i'm going to start a new franchise quote unquote in mxgp or whatever the name of the game ends up being and now he's got 30, 40,000 people watching him at any given time build this team and go, wow, 
this is really cool and immersive. I want to do that. And then that spreads. The video game becomes popular. It sells millions of copies. The youth is completely engaged. And guess what happens if the youth is engaged in the video game? They're going to start paying attention to the real sport. And when they pay attention to the real sport, they're going to say, Mom, I want to ride dirt bikes. And I want to go to the Unadilla and camp out for a weekend and go to Unadilla. And they're going to do that every year. Or Southwick for us. Or any other local races. And they're going to want to watch these guys. They're going to go to Supercross events and that's how a sport grows and i think twitch is another thing you really need to take advantage of and the game isn't engaging enough to do that right now no i agree yeah the these the sport really just needs to like if i'm going to give you any advice a video game obviously especially when it comes to sports should be a very big part of your marketing efforts towards towards your audience and the truth of the matter is their only their their only goal at making a video game right now is to pacify their sport their their audience it's not to engage them it's not to entertain them it's to pacify them to say but we made you a game can't you just suck on that for a little while and you know stop <laughs> stop talking yeah no. well because for a while there wasn't one right. at all like right. never never mind a good one there wasn't one at all you had mx versus atv which didn't have any kind of like it was just a, like this arcadey kind of it was, they were fun games don't get me wrong but there wasn't any kind of like super immersive things going on there and uh, there wasn't one so yeah they they were like okay here here's a game you know they probably got milestone who was doing the, the moto gp games like hey dude can you do this with dirt bikes and they're like we well, don't know how to do that but we're gonna try and this is what you get <laughs> So, sorry, go ahead. No, it's, no, that's that's fine. So, yeah, I think right now is probably a good time to wrap this up. Yeah, we could do this all night. We could we literally could... do this all night long. And this is probably not the last time that this is going to come up. There's probably, probably every release. Every release We're going to talk about what's wrong with that release. Until EA comes to us and says, help us make a game. And if you out there listening want to um, get our actual opinions on the games themselves outside of just reading reviews and stuff... I will gladly buy the game if you sponsor that and you want to start throwing me money so that I can buy these games. I will gladly do yes. that. Steve will provide that Twitch marketing that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You just need you to buy the game for me so I'm not spending that money and I'll tell you what I think about that game. No, but in all seriousness, we are going to definitely come back to this. We're definitely So we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, we're not coming back to it next week because next week we start really diving into Motocross Nation's coverage and some of the intriguing storylines going on there with uh, sponsors versus countries and riders who are or are not competing in motocross and nations. Um, how's that for a little bit of a teaser? We won't even It'll get into that. stuff. We're going to have some fun. So we will get into some back into some live actual motocross talk next week. Uh, but hopefully, you know, you guys enjoyed our little video game sideshow here going on. So, um, Jesse, do you got anything else for these guys, bud? I've got nothing else. Uh, follow us on at Power to the Ground. Um, you can find us. We actually have a brand new Facebook page. You just look up Power to the Ground. Go over like that. Um, we are probably going to start streaming the podcast live on Facebook Live, if not YouTube Live, um, here pretty soon. So you can find us on YouTube as well. Um, and obviously go check out the, uh, the website. If you're not here already at www.power, the number two, the ground.com. And other than that, I will see you next week, Steve. Awesome. Uh, last, last thing for me, 
Um, I want to see some questions and comments on these pod- from these podcasts. So hit us up on Instagram. If you have something you want us to talk about on these podcasts, um, I think we will gladly take listener questions, uh, listener comments, and just kind of talk about those because um, we want to see what you guys think. We want to get your feedback, and we can actually even talk about them on the podcast. So find us on all of the socials and interact, engage. Let us know what you think, and we will respond. And, uh, yeah, that was the last thing for me, bud. So uh, see you next week. All right. See you all next week.